on this episode of Japan 2.0. Is it because I rarely hear them because the installation is like really good? <laughs> or is it because they're very polite the, and I'm the, the loud installation is definitely not really good. Yeah. Japan is notorious for having some of the worst insulation. Mystical world of game and wonder. Arcade sensors like no other. Nostalgia, yeah, yeah. Every moment, everything you see. When I jump all on it, damn. Walking through these halls, my childhood is written on these walls. Uh, I breathe the air deep down. I know this place is where I belong. My destiny, my wildest dream, my fantasy, my inspiration, and my energy. Everything up to this point, this place has let me, yeah. There's a place that's better. My fascination can't go on forever. So real, like a faded meeting with a brand new new shape from beginning. Two, 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 point, 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 point. Hello, welcome to Japan 2.0. Favorite Japanese podcast about all things Japan, from video games to fashion to food to convenience stores to what else, Matt? To daily life. The daily David. life. That's right. Yeah. And that's kind of our focus of today's show. It's a little bit of a like catching up episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't put out a podcast where we've been together in, in a bit. We took a little break here and there. Yeah. Well, um, we try to record a multiple podcasts in a row, and um, we use those throughout the throughout the year. And sometimes they come out in chronological <laughs> order, and yeah. sometimes they don't. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, today we're recording. Uh, in beautiful Namba, Namba Osaka, yeah. One of our, I don't know if it's made our top five list in Osaka, but uh, it's dead winter, like January here right now, which Northern Hemisphere, you know, it's about as cold as it gets. But it's still a beautiful place. It's still, it's so nice that it's worth sitting out, you know, in 40 degree weather. To be honest, it's not that cold today. I mean, we are, so bad, yeah. we are pretty bundled <laughs> up, but... Um, but for winter, it's not not that bad. Usually, uh, I find January and February are the coldest months of the year. Yeah. But this winter has been very mild. Knock on wood. I took a poll with my students the other day, and I asked, "Is anyone in here's favorite time of the year, January and February? Like anyone think, oh, that's like the best time of year?" I asked 65 kids total. No one said it was. The only thing that makes me a little concerned is. Typically, if the um, winter is really mild, the Summers. the well, the cherry blossoms will start blooming too early, and then a cold front will come in and it'll kill all the cherry blossoms. Yeah. And then Sakura um, Hanami season is is affected by that. That's right. End of March is the prediction. Around March 20, 20th to 30th, depending where you are in Japan. So yeah, it's supposed to come early maps, this year. Everyone. Yeah, if you plan on coming out to enjoy the cherry blossoms. You know, go back to our uh, archives and check out our episode that we did on Hanami parties. That's right. Those are some of the best times in Japan. I just booked a trip to Tokyo for Sakura season, which is where I usually go. Yeah. Every every year on that time, I'm lucky to have a week off work. Then. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, we uh, were ta- uh, my wife and I were talking about taking a trip to Tokyo, and so maybe we'll be that time. maybe we'll see you in right. in uh, Tokyo best concert yeah uh yeah maybe you'll be here in a podcast another tokyo podcast we have many of those yeah we got to do our tokyo top five we haven't done that one yet no man that'll be tough yeah it will be but uh yeah we just got back from the states very different places and there's always kind of a we should say dread is the right word matt or kind of trepidatious sometimes about going back home you and i which is a little different from other expats i know who are living out here in japan a lot of them really look forward to that time of year they go home yeah i feel like you know home now is osaka you know it really feels that way and um and it it gets really hard for me to go back and uh i don't know it's the reverse culture shock that 
people have talked about before mm-hmm. where when you go back to your hometown, you know, you just feel like you don't really relate to a lot of people or, or you don't relate to like, you know, the society, the culture around you. And I always have that issue heading back. You yeah. know, I always am a little bit like... I think knowing uh, it's coming gets you anxious, right? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, a little anxiety there. And then uh, I just always am worried I'm going to be bored mm-hmm. because usually there's not a lot to do and not a lot that interests me. Yeah, I had a lot of mixed feelings going. I was maybe a little more positive than usual because I was going to Hawaii, which if I had to go anywhere, that's like the one place in the States yeah. I'd like to go most, you know. Uh, it's hard to yeah, complain or be negative yeah, about that. <laughs> and But on top of that, actually, I, I've never told you this before, but I, I was kind of feeling like not tired of Japan or bored of Japan, but I, I don't go home that often. I haven't left the country that often because I have a fear of flying. Um, I kind of wanted make an analogy like the ginger in my sushi dish you know why ginger is there right refreshes your palate you know sure i kind of wanted to leave japan to be thankful for things again or um, to like come back and have things kind of look forward to or things that i miss and yeah so i mean eventually i don't want to get into that yet but i'll kind of talk about when i came back from hawaii you know that that did happen it kind of did work and it was kind of like a you know a good reminder of I was taking a couple of things for granted, maybe, you know? Sure, sure. And that is a good part about going home. And, I mean, of course, it's great to see family and, and see friends and stuff like that. And, um, unfortunately, you know, we never have a lot of time to spend with people, you know. And it always, you know, people are busy and uh, it's hard to have, like, a quality time, you know, yeah. with, especially when my wife and I, neither of us are driving. We don't have a car when we go back. We can't really get around, you know? That's the biggest thing. That's the important thing to talk about is like the lack of independence when you go to a country that requires a car. Yeah. In Japan, I I do think there is this hidden life in Japan that not a lot of people talk about um, when you compare it to other Asian countries. I think Japan is actually one of the more advantageous places to have a car. There's this whole side of Japan. Um, I've been lucky enough to have friends who have cars and take me around and it's like, man, this... I would kind of like be in the nature and stuff if I did have a car because like to get out to nature in Japan by subway and bus it's kind of expensive and there's all these connections and it's just like kind of a headache to get there and it's not that much cheaper than doing like a Tokyo vacation I've kind of talked about before yeah but yeah when you're going by car there's this whole other cool kind of camping culture of Japan or these big like kind of suburban towns where it's just really useful that's where the Costco's are and stuff um, onsen, you know, but, like a lot of the spas and, and uh, natural hot springs and stuff, they're, they're all accessible by car. Most of the good ones are, yeah. But, it's at, you know, it's not necessary at all. And you could live here, I think, for five or six years before you ever really want to go try those kind of car-required things. But obviously, a country like the States is, is very, very different. And you get bored after a day or two of not having a car begging someone to drive you around you know yeah i mean i know my family members don't mind like driving us into town and stuff but um but you know you still don't it doesn't afford you the freedom that you'd have if you just could do whatever you wanted like if i uh, i was in washington state for a while and um on the border of oregon and I love going into Portland. You know, it's Portland's a great place. Did you get to go there at all? I, I, I got to go there once, okay. but the parking situation was too difficult for the person that I was with. Yeah. Because uh, their truck was too big. Uh-huh. <laughs> so driving around was, like, a little bit annoying for them. So I could already feel this is Attention. an example of, yeah. like, what I'm trying to express is that 
I felt like I was putting them off by having them mm. drive us into Port, Portland. And, um, and I don't want people to feel that way, you know, right. if they're not interested. But for me, like, I would love to go to every comic book shop and every record mm. store and every clothing shop and, you know, uh, vintage vintage store. And, and What was the coolest yeah. thing you did in Portland? I've never been oh, there. The only thing I did in Portland this year was eat hot wings. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and... and hear about how difficult it is to drive Park in, to right. drive so in you went in and got some hot wings and you're yeah. out yeah yeah we got hot wings and we left and that was like i mean it was that was one of the things on my list you know right. most important was eating these great hot wings fire on the mountain if you're from oregon you know about fire on the mountain is it um, better than buffalo wild wings because that's where i had hot wings in hawaii it's much better are you sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's much better that was actually one of our first meals on our first day yeah i like buffalo wild wings you know <laughs> nothing against buffalo wild wings i, I but, threw that out there because i knew, I knew um, yeah but I fire on the mountain special it's 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 very good mm. and yeah. um, japan and portland have this kind of big connection we've never really talked about it before mm. uh chris a friend of our show who's been on the show before is from that area or he's already like to hang out and uh especially i mean i know portland's like a thing in the last 10 years or whatever right but i think japan's kind of just hitting that really heavy maybe like a year or two ago was the real peak of that you know i think like, there's an interest in like um yeah i guess like you what you consider hip hipster culture you know um it's hitting like the glamp was hitting the glamping thing really hard glamping you know i mean the people have always kind of taken some fashion like sense and stuff from those areas anyways like um i feel like osaka really <laughs> really kind of likes the Oregon mm. style. Tokyo, too. Tokyo has a lot of examples of it. People always say that Kansai is the west coast of the states and Tokyo yeah. is the east coast, and I think that's a fair comparison in yeah. terms of, like, you know, it's a little more laid back here, right? Yeah. And there's a little more nature and things like that here. But there is a bar in Tokyo called PDX, which is the airport code for the Portland airport, and they do have the carpet from the old airport, which apparently was like a thing in Portland. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they have that like on the wall. They still have bar. the carpet there. So I heard they were removing it, and I thought like it was all going to be gone, yeah. but I, I just went to PDX, and, and, and they the still carpet. have the carpet. Maybe so. it's just like... Yeah, I think they took some of it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I heard people were freaking out and like stealing it and stuff. Yeah, but people didn't want to see that that design go, but... Yeah, but yeah, there is a very much a parallel between portland and some of the kind of cooler stuff going on in tokyo you know yeah and and we've been to a couple of like small festivals where they're um you know they're pushing like the portland like products and uh department seattle seattle products department store culture is something we've never talked about maybe we should kind of say that for a bigger episode or something but department stores here for whatever reason tend to have these like city or country festivals where they like clear out like a whole floor and it's just like they get little stalls from those countries or those states or those cities or whatever to actually come out like authentic kind of places so yeah coffee shops in portland there's like blue star alcohol. donuts uh what was the uh there's a famous coffee place out there that'll come to me later uh starbucks sometimes some town <laughs> yeah starbucks <laughs> some town brewery came other uh, big you know I'm gonna. I don't know if these places are actually from Portland, the uh, the Northwest. Yeah. And, um, yeah. The Pacific. Would yeah, you yeah, say yeah. the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> <laughs> this was a canned conversation yeah. we had before. No, I, that term doesn't uh, strike me as nat- a natural phrase. But sure, some people would say that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it is cool, you know, when there is this affinity for that stuff out here. I imagine for you going to that area to like, you know, actually go experience that, you know, because you'll pay like double the price out here to get that stuff. 
I mean, there's the great beer, beer, the beer. great beer. I always drink well when I'm out there because you could just go to any supermarket and get like all the Portland beers and stuff. Yeah, I drink. It's very convenient. I mean, granted, we're in vacation mode and stuff, but I definitely drink more in the states. Just I think it's just the price and the availability. When I was in Hawaii, I was there for ten days. I think I drank alcohol for nine, <laughs> nine of those ten days. You know, definitely more than probably like two or three beers a day. When I'm living here, I pretty much just drink you know Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday. I bought a 24 pack of like you know oh, one of my man. favorite beers, and I just I well, kept that's those. a great thing right there. Whenever you ever yeah. bought a 24 pack of beer, whenever you ever bought a 12 pack or a six pack in Japan. Yeah, uh, I get I, I got that. I get six packs sometimes. I've never yeah. bought a six pack. You but know why? Because uh, it's not cheaper. It's maybe no, 40, it's about, 40 cents cheaper. It's about the same price, yeah. but it's just for convenience yeah, at yeah. home. Like just, you know, I'll just have like a six pack, and if for dinner, my grocery store, you know, I feel like I have it. a very small grocery store. Yeah. It doesn't have them. Wow. You have to go to like a, a legit in Suma <laughs> where I live. There's no six pack of beer that I've ever seen before. Oh, no. Is that insane? Yeah, that's weird. So you're having a party, you're like juggling them home, you know, like to get, you get them all home. <laughs> you just got to put it in a big bag. You buy the big, they have the big bottles here. They're like not quite 40 ounces, but maybe 20 or 30 ounce bottle. Yeah. Tall boys, as uh, right. a friend of the show, Tom, would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People in the States say tall boys. Yeah, you know, I know, I, but. It's like Pacific yeah, just, Northwest is another one I don't say. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I'll, I'll jump into kind of Hawaii a bit for me. Hawaii would be like the most tame if you're worried about going back to the U.S. like I was or if you really love Japanese culture like I do, we do. Hawaii is like mini Japan in the U.S. So, you know, I probably don't have as much like the, the reverse culture shock going on, you know. But I, I definitely do remember... The biggest thing for me was like the laid back nature in Hawaii um, compared to like going back to my home in Michigan or anything like that even. Just people were so chill, nonchalant. The story I always tell everyone is, you know, I wanted to buy something that I thought was on sale, but it actually wasn't. And the, the woman just told us, well, if you really want that, you know, I guess I could just like mark it down, make it on sale, like <laughs> everything else in there. And that's like the antithesis of something that would happen in Japan, you know, like Everything here is so by the rules, so by the book. You wouldn't just get someone, you know, haphazardly just, just doing whatever they want. And that's like a one-off, you know, but that was kind of the vibe of the whole, whole trip, you know. We would just kind of ask for something, and they kind of just, like, look around, look over their shoulder, and be like, oh, yeah, came all the way from Japan, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you. From, like, luggage being overweight to, uh, like, uh, I got, like, a free appetizer at a restaurant and stuff like that. So I think that was, like, very Hawaii, you know, not, not necessarily American perhaps but it kind of confirmed this fact that um japan's kind of made me uptight living here because even when that would happen i'd be like like i feel so bad or i don't know don't it's fine i'll I'll pay for it i was just just asking a question you know i wasn't like (laughs) saying give it to me you know or else um but yeah i just felt like so uncomfortable or like rude i guess whenever stuff like that would happen i think maybe before i came here i wouldn't have felt you know that way i'd be like all right cool yeah Maybe even felt I would have felt entitled somehow to that or something, but it's maybe not all a bad thing. But I do wish I was a little more laid back, and I had felt if I lived in Hawaii, I would kind of be a little more laid back. From my experience, that's beach culture. You know, like people that live on the beach tend to be a lot more laid back. You know, well I live, live in those a, lives, I live in the beach know? town in Japan. Japan is an island. But it's not the same. Yeah, but your your especially your beach has a big divide between the people that go to the beach and the people, people that, that live, live on the beach. You know, well, that's like weird. there's like two cultures, separate cultures there. But no, I think it does have to do with 
the, that a little being a little more uptight and a little more by the book, you know, and that's just you know institutionalized in Japanese culture you know yeah well that's why I think that exists in my town of this divide like the locals don't like the beach people it's because like the beach vibe the laid back kind of partying vibe is viewed as bad here you know like it's looked down upon and frowned upon but mm-hmm. I feel like you know in Hawaii or maybe California you wouldn't get that you know people would just embrace that I'd be like ah oh, we live in Newport or whatever like we're just gonna be chill yeah surfers maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was back in California, David. So yeah, that's a good transition. Uh, yeah, I can tell you. Tell me about um, Cali. Uh, well, you know, in California, it was really difficult to get around. So I mostly just spent time with my family. You so know, but sensing a theme here. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I really uh, there's not much I can do. But then, the more I was thinking about it, there's not a lot I want to do. Yep. You know, like where I come from is the California desert. Uh, anybody that's driven through Los Angeles to Las Vegas know that they're in smack in the middle is a place called Barstow, and that's kind of like where my family it's comes from. It's just desert. There's mm. nothing really there. Beautiful sunsets, beautiful you know mornings, but really culturally there's not a lot going on. Um, some people would argue with me about that, you know, if you think raised trucks and and um that is a culture <laughs> you know lower lowered lowered cars or like yeah and rims and stuff Systems like in the car yeah i mean that's kind of like what people have to do but um but really there's nothing for me to do there other than to eat you yeah. know there, i had great food you know a bunch of stuff you can't get in japan mm. huge sandwiches uh great mexican food uh those kind of things but yeah. you know to be honest japan has everything i want and um kind of tying in with what I recorded for this episode, I was talking about how um, in Japan, I never run out of things to do. But where I'm from, there was nothing to do. I had to make things to do. That's how I got into record collecting and and producing music and stuff like that. Yeah. was because there was nothing better for me to do. And I didn't want to do, you know, what other people were doing, drugs, you know, Mm. having babies. You know, like those kind of things. And yeah, I don't know. If you were to tell me what the culture is, I mean, maybe there's a small music culture, mm. but maybe a small, like, sports culture, but like, I don't know. Nothing you know, you're interested yeah, in. Yeah, nothing, things I'm not interested in. Yeah, we've talked about a lot. That's one of the reasons we love Japan, as we feel it's like this country that is built around our interests, you know? Yeah. I will say, just hearing what you said in general, like, you have to make your own fun or whatever. I think those are, in general, not counting, like, where you are and stuff, but that's, like, some of the best time of my life, actually, is when you are required to make your own fun, and that's kind of when I feel, like, the most creative, you know, almost. I agree, but you got to remember, when I go back, like, it's not like I could choose what we're doing. I'm at the mercy of, like, whatever everybody else decided, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing, always, when people have to, like, when things aren't easy and you have to just do something, that's often, like, some of the hardest, maybe worst times of your life. But often, that's, like, when the most cool things are born out of. Like, I would almost say us doing podcasting, in a way, was kind of like that. We lived in Korea, where Korea was great and awesome, and there's a lot to do there, too. But kind of one common trope a lot of people we knew were falling into was, like, just going out and drink, drinking all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. I felt in Korea you could do one, a couple things. You could, you could go shopping during the day. Uh, you could drink at night, drink and eat, or you could go hiking. 
Yeah. And, like, I didn't really know what else he was doing much more with their time than those three things. And hiking's okay, but it's not my favorite thing in the world. I get tired of it somewhat easily. You know, drinking I definitely like, but I don't – I want to mix it up a bit. So, like, I think we just kind of wanted to do something creative, and that's probably why we did it. And I do wonder if we were living in Japan where we're so easily distracted. Like, there's so much going on here for us to do and spend our time with, you know? I wonder if we would have started the podcast if our same situation was happening in Japan. Well, as, you know, our most dedicated listeners, listeners will know that um, I, I have the story that where when you came to me with, like, let's start the podcast again and do it about Japan, I was kind of, um, I was kind of against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hesitant to do it because I thought there's so many podcasts about Japanese culture, Japanese, you know, life, lifestyle, kind of travel podcasts what would we have to bring to the table but i do feel like we do feel a niche that's not quite you know um touched upon which is this japanese life and living in japan and work work life as two guys that are into like kind of more niche sub subculture kind of stuff yeah. and i really i don't know if there's any other podcasts like ours um mm. you know i mean some of the people that were influences on us maybe yeah. But um, not, not to toot our own horns, but like when we do get people writing us, which thank you everyone, we've been getting more messages than ever lately, and it always makes our day. I'm, I am always kind of taken aback, like, like really, they really like ours, you know, like the production <laughs> quality is so low, and like I don't know, our topics are so random, right? Who likes some weird fashion brand and Katamari Damarshi and talking about convenience stores all in one, you know? Yeah. Like I always feel like that's like that's why you like you're like one of my best friends is that no one else I know, none of my other friends, <laughs> even like my one or two other people I call a best friend, you know, they don't like, they might like one of those things, but you like, you like all those things, you know, it's so rare to meet someone who's like into all this stuff. And we had a listener we met up with who kind of said, ah, oh, yeah, your, your next episode is a video game one. I'm going to skip that one, you know? Yeah. So I do know there are some people who don't like maybe some of our more out there topics or whatever, but I think for the most part, you know, we've found this kind of unique audience and uh i'm always like yeah really surprised when, when they say nice things i can't yeah. i can't believe it's true yeah thanks for listening everybody <laughs> <laughs> that's right well that was kind of like us you know going back home and and doing uh our our lives back in the states so, is there one, anything else one more thing yeah. yeah what do you think about like cost of living because it's kind of like a, you know an overdone topic in japan that japan's expensive and people have their opinions on it but Going to Hawaii definitely made me feel like there are some days where I think like oh yeah produce in Japan is kind of expensive or grocery shopping in particular. I always I kind of dread going grocery shopping here because it's always more expensive than I, I want it to be and I always get home and think all right I got like two meals out of this but like <laughs> after like two days I feel like I'm I'm kind of like hungry hungry again and nothing to eat. Um, but Hawaii and I know Hawaii is probably like one of the most expensive states or whatever but. I kind of feel like almost anywhere worth living in the U.S. is, is pretty expensive. Like, I think about where would I want to live in the U.S. All right, I want to live in Hawaii. I want to live in California, particularly San Francisco. Um, I've never been to Portland, but I, I would maybe check that out. Austin, Texas, I'd live there. It was okay. Uh, New York, you know, Chicago. All those places, you know, debatable. Austin's, you know, getting expensive. But it's not as as the other ones, but they're way more expensive than... Let's take Osaka, the most expensive area in Kansai, where we're from, you know. And I, I don't know, like, it, it kind of made me really, I guess, grateful for that. Like, all right, yeah, I'm paying 
you know, six dollars for my strawberries or whatever. But you know, in Hawaii, those same strawberries were like nine dollars or ten dollars. And yeah, I know it's an extreme of it, but I think you can live in such kind of a cool cosmopolitan city out here. Take any of our Kobe, Kyoto, you know, Osaka. I've even put Tokyo out out there to that test, you know. Yeah. Besides rent, it's pretty much the same as where we, we where we live. And um, yeah, I just felt again like going to the states, you need to rent a car really, unless you have like a family member. You could come out here, live, or even just tra- travel, and you know you don't need that car. It kind of was a reminder to me. A lot of Americans at my company will sometimes say like Japan's expensive. Uh, like Australians and Europeans will often say, oh, Japan's pretty cheap, you know? But it kind of made me realize, well, yeah, there's a lot of places in the States that are really cheap, but who wants to live there? Well, no offense if you do live in those places, but (laughs) (laughs) for me, at least. I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, right now it has to do with our economy. Like going back home, I realized like things were super expensive. Mm. Not only that, I got it took a big hit on the exchange, exchange rate. rate you know exchange rates really not in our favor right now so um and then checking out produce and stuff i was surprised to see that the the prices were not that cheap yeah. you know well, especially in comparison like yeah five years four years yeah. right and there is inflation there's been a big in difference J- japan yeah. i mean they're like artificially i mean inflation i guess is artificial anyway but they're upping the tax on purpose here but it doesn't feel besides that tax going up which no. is like a couple percent. It doesn't feel like prices are rising from the 10 years when I first came out here. You know? No. And in fact, actually today, um, my wife and I were talking about uh, how we didn't buy things in the States because we were like, well, we'll just buy it in Japan, uh, which was the exact opposite of what we were saying before we went on mm-hmm. the trip. You know, uh, Initially, we were thinking um, we'd, we'd buy there. everything there, but... Now we were like, well, you know what? Uniqlo socks are just as cheap <laughs> as buying the socks in Target, you know? So There are some key items for sure. About oh. Dickies pants, for example. Oh, yeah. Dickies pants out here, the basic ones are running you like 80 bucks. I went to Walmart, you know, and bought the exact same pair. At like a nice boutique shop here that sells them for like 80, 85, and I bought them for $19. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing this Levi's uh, sweatshirt that I'm sure wasn't bought at walmart you know but um people have given me a lot of compliments on this here in here in japan so there far, are so. certain kind of key brands or like in the states we think of them like champion is another good one yeah we kind of think of them as like ah, oh, yeah, sold at like kmart or walmart but out here you'll see them in like the, the trendiest like boutique shops you know so if you do know what you're looking for you can definitely get really good deals compared to japan but uh, overall, yeah, it was, it was a good wake-up call. Like, all right, maybe I'm living 10 years ago, you know, when I was living there 15 years ago and yeah. things have changed. And, uh, yeah, overall, just going back home, as I expected, great time. You know, I'd like to go to Hawaii often, but good reminder that yeah, Japan's good pl- great place to be. Yeah, I had a great time with my family, you know. I mean, I don't want to, um, I don't want the message in- yeah. misconstrued, you know. Like, I had, I had a great time. I, I do wish that I had a little more freedom because there are places about in California that I love to go, you know, and um, I love to like visit the San Gabriel Valley where I, I lived for a number of years. And that, that area speaks to me a lot more. That's where I learned about a lot of the Asian culture things that, you know, uh, I talk about on this podcast. Um, so, you know, it's, and I'd love to spend more time in Oregon and, and sure, in Seattle sure. and, you know, places like that. So, yeah. you know. It's not like totally a fair comparison, but I had a car yeah, yeah. and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. I still feel the way I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it feels great to be home. You know, when you make a place your home mm. and you've been gone for a while and you get back and you crawl into bed 
you know that feels good that's right yeah so we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna talk about our daily lives Hello and welcome to Japan 2.0. It is currently 8.07 and I am in Kobe, Japan. I'm about ready to walk out the door and go to work. Um, Matt and I are recording a day in the life episode in which we just walk you through kind of a basic day. I think uh, today uh, I'll be showing you a Friday, which is a work day for me. I work Monday through Friday. And then I hope to also show you a weekend because my schedule in life is pretty different on a weekday or a weekend. So like I said, it's 8.07, I'm about ready to walk out the door, and I'm realizing that uh, today is garbage day. Pretty much every day, Monday through Friday, is a different kind of garbage day here. Um, if you don't know, uh, garbage and recycling in Japan is quite a unique thing, that's, that's one way to put it. Depending what city you can be in, it can be pretty annoying. Um, I'm looking at my trusty garbage chart right now. And we have uh, six different kinds of garbage, six different kinds of separation that's done. I do know in Tokyo it's a little more streamlined. I think they have less uh, separation. Someone else would be doing that for you. Anyway, long story short, I'm rushing kind of out the door here as I'm trying to record this podcast and realizing I'm not going to be able to take out the garbage. Today is a pretty anxious day for me at my job. Um, I have to give these big motivational speeches only once or twice a year. And today is that day. Um, so I'm actually giving mine. We have some a custodial crew or a maintenance crew around our school, and I'm um, just going to be telling the students, you know, to kind of recognize them a bit more. Um, I typically wake up around seven o'clock um, and leave. Try to leave the house at eight. So as you can see, I'm a little bit late here. And uh, my commute is, you know, a very very nice commute. It is literally a door to door, thirty second walk out my door onto property of the school I work at. So it's a 30-second walk. I don't have to take the train or anything. So I live a very kind of unique view sometimes. I have a unique view of Japan because some of the negative things I often don't have to do. I'm pretty appreciative of that. And one is, yeah, I don't have to take the train as often as some other people. You'll get to hear that perspective all from Matt. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm feeling pretty anxious, pretty nervous. Start my day here. It's freezing cold lately. Um, yeah, my Mich- I'm from Michigan originally, but I've totally lost any kind of um, thick skin I had with the snow. I'm pretty weak to it after living in Japan. And yeah, it's hit 32 degrees Fahrenheit or you know about zero Celsius. And now nah, that feels really, really cold to me. So I'm pretty lucky. I don't have to wear a jacket or anything to school. I just walk over in my work shirt and into the warm building. So I'll be coming back to you at lunch, kind of let you know how my day went. Um, And yeah, I'll be in a much happier, relieved mood then. Talk to you soon. Good morning and welcome to a very special episode of Japan 2.0. My name is Matt. And uh, right now I've woken up and I'm going on my daily run. Our little jog around the park that I do near in this park near my home. Uh, I recently started working out in the mornings. Uh, it's not something I like to do. I know we have some listeners that are into working out and 
into bodybuilding and things like that. And I'm always jealous of these people because uh, it comes really easily to them. But um, for me, getting up in the morning and going running or going jogging is not something I really want to do. But um, recently I, I went to a doctor's visit and the doctor told me I should do, try doing a little more exercise than I usually do. And so here I am going on my morning jog. Um, it's still dark out and there's nobody outside. In the podcast, we've, I'm sure we've told you that oftentimes uh, there's not a lot of people up in the mornings and the whole kind of city is usually shut down. If you come from a major metropolitan city like I have, then you know that like cities never sleep, right? Los Angeles, New York, you're out and about and people are still going, even though it's like five in the morning. But not in Japan. Right now it's 5.30 and uh, yeah, there's nobody out. When I get to the park, there'll probably be about 20, 30 people walking around getting their exercise. But um, yeah, I should have some time to myself. Here we are. Let's take a nice run. All right, everyone. That's been a bit of a whirlwind. It's now 1.40. So what's that? maybe five and a half hours later or so from my first recording this morning. Um, kind of go, go, go day for me. I had that big uh, reflection this morning, um, kind of that motivational speech. Um, it, it went okay, you know, always on uh, giving a speech for me. I have like a million ideas flying around over my head and I never really make a script or anything. I kind of just make like bullet, like main points I know I want to hit and I always think about some of the practice rounds I did, you know, how it sounded better. I said certain things that I left out, but yeah, when you know doing something like that, it always gives me that feeling of um, as a non-religious person who was forced to go to church. Um, as soon as those doors open after an hour of being uh, locked in the church, there's always like this freedom, <laughs> being let free feeling, and that's kind of how I feel after um, my mind's been stuck on a project or something for you know, a couple of weeks or so. Um, now I kind of have like nothing else to to dread in my next couple of weeks. I feel a weight's been lifted. Uh, I just got back from lunch. Uh, a lot of times for me, lunch in Japan, um, my school offers a lunch, but to be honest, I'm not a very big fan of it. Um, so I just go out to the convenience store almost every day and just bring that back to work. A lot of the teachers at my school actually don't do that. They just um, bring their home lunch. But uh, working at an international school sometimes doesn't really feel like Japan. And as you guys know, I love, love living here. So getting outside for about 40 minutes every day and just kind of taking a small walk to the convenience store, honestly, hearing Japanese and using Japanese and, and you guys know I'm, I'm crazy about convenience stores I always like to check out what's new in there and they're always changing it just gives me a reminder that you know, I'm, I'm in Japan um, so today actually though I didn't go to the convenience store in my small little town uh, I really love to eat out I always complain one reason I'm not crazy about living here is you know there's maybe five to ten places to eat out but a lot of them are kind of bars or izakaya involving alcohol and they're only open at night so like for lunch 
you have cocoa curry, which is like the McDonald's of curry. Um, there's like a krage, like a fried chicken stand that would be open for lunch. I'm racking my brain here. There's another shop that's good. It's like a bento shop. It has like side seasonal vegetables, but it's kind of chicken based too, and a lot of it's fried. So just not a lot of really healthy options or ways to get vegetables or produce. Um, so yeah, I just typically go to the convenience store. But there's a new cafe that opened up, and it's really awesome, super great, really fresh homemade meals. You've heard us rant and rave about Keriko, our friend's cafe in uh, Osaka. Um, but yeah, this place had awesome food. It's kind of got me thinking, like, in your country where you live, you know, typically Western culture, are cafes known for food? Because in Japan, when I think of cafe, I think of lunch or food. But I'm kind of thinking about, like, Starbucks culture back home that I know they have snacks and stuff, but I feel like people go there mostly to drink. But I find a lot of my favorite cafes, unless they're, like, espresso-based places, but kind of just like a normal cafe in Japan, I kind of find that I go there actually to eat more than for the coffee. I actually think cafes in Japan, it's a typical cafe, again, not like your espresso uh, specialty place. Actually, the coffee's not that good, or I can make like brewed French press coffee at home that sometimes tastes better. Um, so yeah, I went there with my coworkers, and we actually had a, a meeting there, which was pretty rare. Um, it felt like we were being uh, rebels or something, like leaving the school to go have a meeting. It's totally allowed, but you just don't see teachers doing it that much. Um, yeah, and then we walk back. I mean, one nice thing about Japan is, you know, the cities are pretty walkable. It depends where you live, but well, within my school, you know, I have three convenience stores within walking distance. Uh, there's like a kind of CVS, if you know what that means, like a pharmacy with just household item type store. Oh, there's a ramen place, I forgot, that's really good. Um, so as I complain and say there's not enough places to eat, I guess, you know, things could be worse. And I, I do love Japan that, you know, Things are very walkable. You can walk and get some of the necessities you need in life. So yeah, that was my lunch. I have the rest of the afternoon off at my workplace. Technically, we can leave at three thirty, but a lot of times, you know, there's grading or preparation that needs to be done. So I end up usually working around four thirty or five. Um, but I think today I've been pulling long hours, getting ready for that reflection. I might just go home right at three thirty and um, go live life. Uh, tonight my uh, wife is going to a book club and so I'll be home alone with my son Ali so I'll give kind of one more report before going to bed kind of talking about what a daily dinner is like in Japan getting dinner and uh, you know how I spend time on a typical Monday through Friday work day after work nothing too exciting don't, don't get too excited but I'm hoping to go out and do something on Saturday um, uh, my wife's going to have some professional development for the whole day, so maybe when she comes back home, I'll treat myself and just go out to like downtown Kobe and get a nice meal um, after hanging out with my son all day. And then on Sunday, I'm meeting up with Matt to record some new episodes. So one of those two things I'll kind of record, you know, going on the train, what the walk is like to the train, et cetera. So I know this medium maybe is kind of better in video form, and it's an idea I've had floating around for a while, but I always just thought, well... If I had like a YouTube channel, that seems better. Um, but I know some people just really prefer podcasts and they want to listen to something on the go and watching a video isn't always best for that. So hopefully we're kind of uh, encapturing, you know, what life is actually like in Japan if you live here, not really on vacation, you know, where you're out shopping, eating out all the time. What would it actually be like to live and work in Japan, um, which is always one of our big kind of creeds of the show. So hopefully we're really capturing that minutia now. So I'll see you after work. Bye. So my morning commute, um, I had a little breakfast. Uh, I leave my house at about 7 o'clock. So 
Um, I woke up at about five to exercise, got home, showered, had breakfast, and now it's seven o'clock and I'm walking to my um, first of the first of my commute. So every morning I have to take two trains. Uh, The first is like a local trolley. Um, It's the last of a um, the last in Osaka, and then uh, it's the last of these types of trains. And then I take that, and right now it should be. It should be pretty good. It shouldn't be too busy. Uh, typically on on the ride, on my this first ride, I listen to music or listen to a podcast. Or uh, if I'm a good boy, I, I do some Japanese studies. Uh, lately, I've been a little bit lazy about it, but it's been vacation time and stuff. And and you know you know how it goes. Sometimes you don't. You're not always in the mood to work, 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 and. Learning things can be work at times, um, but yeah, it looks like I'm getting the new the new train today, so it should be a luxurious ride into uh, into the main city. Uh, here I go. I'm, oh, it's empty too, so that, that should be nice. I don't know if I'm gonna get a seat, but um, it should be a nice ride. seat today lucky me so now I just left my the first of my trains and I'm heading down to the, the underground train um, it's known as the Mito Suji line it's a private line that rides into Meta which is the big part of the city you know it's like downtown Osaka and uh, today's Friday. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. And so commuting's pretty pretty busy right now. There's a lot of people. Um, it's pretty stereotypical um, that Japanese commuting is is busy, and there's a ton of people, you know, in their business suits and stuff, going from place to place. And uh, basically, where I live, it's it's that, you know. Um, I used to work in a location where there. There, um, it's America Mura, where there used to be a lot of um, uh, more interesting people, you know, fashions. And you'd see more artistic peoples and stuff. But here, it's you know, it's, we're all business people, so myself included. You know, I gotta include myself in this. You know, I'm wearing a, a button-up shirt and a uh, black cardigan, and you know, just very basic, you know work attire I guess uh, appropriate for a teacher but um, yeah I'm about to go through the turnstiles and uh, hopefully this part of the trip isn't so busy most mornings it's very busy and some days you could be really packed into one train pack like sardines in a tin you know uh, I uh, have to have a commuter pass and luckily my um my work compensates that but um, buying the computer pass is kind of difficult you have to know kanji or you have to get it set up and then try to renew it every so often and I usually get it once a month it's a bit of a process because it's not it's not easy to read or it's not easy to uh, figure out uh, commuter passes go for one month and you can do a 
attach it to your Coca card, which is basically like a, um, you put money on this card and you can pay to go on the trains. I forget what you call those. Um, actually, for Friday, it doesn't look so busy. Looks like I'll make it into the train. But, uh, it's kind of weird to talk in the train, especially on the phone, so uh, this is where I'm going to have to cut it short. See you on the other side of my commute. subway now and I see some guy like um, supporting a politician you know passing out flyers um, this is basically like emerging from the subway and uh, walking out into a meta where I work and uh, there's skyscrapers all around I see the Piaz building I see uh, sky building the meta sky building it's actually quite a quite a nice place to work because you do get to see a big city if you're a city person and you like cities like I do. You know, it's a great place to watch people and see the amazing sights. There's a huge orange crane right now building an apartment building. It's pretty awesome. Um, on my commute, usually I, I stop by the convenience store to get a couple of snacks for the day. And I have a 7-Eleven, a Lawson's, and a Family Mart on my way uh, to my work, which is about a 10-minute walk from the station. So I'm not there yet. My whole commute in total takes about 45 to 50 minutes a day. And that's pretty typical, um, depending on traffic, you know, if it's busier might take me a little longer today actually I got out pretty quick uh, actually traffic seems a little light today and commuting seems a little light maybe it's because there's a three-day weekend unfortunately I don't I'm not on that schedule so I'm actually gonna have to work on Monday which is a bummer uh, my wife's fortunate and she doesn't have to work on that day I don't know how she managed that but I'm jealous uh, yeah, so basically, there's a bunch of people going to work. Oh, almost got hit by a pigeon. That was a close call. Uh, good thing I'm not afraid of birds. My man, Tom. Tom, you're, I know you're out there listening. Uh, he, he always was freaking out around the pigeons. I don't blame him. They, they kind of are scary. Birds are kind of scary. But yeah, this part of the walk is pretty, pretty nice. Just a quiet, quiet, peaceful little walk to work. Um, sometimes I go a little bit out of the way just so I could hit up the conveni that I like best. Um, uh, there's a 7-Eleven that's pretty well stocked and it also has coffee and so I'll stop there. I know this is amazing and uh, interesting stuff, right? But um, this 
is kind of the reality of it. Seven Eleven coffee is my favorite. Um, Lawson's has some good snacks, <clears throat> some unique snacks. And uh, Family Mart has my favorite pastries. On rare occasion, I'll stop at all three just to make sure I could get my favorite coffee. My favorite coffee is from 7-Eleven, my favorite pastry from uh, Family Mart, and some healthy snacks from Lawson's because they have this natural line of, of snacks, which is pretty good. They have Manuka honey, almonds, things like that. And as you heard, you know, I'm exercising. I'm treating myself right by eating all those healthy snacks. All right, it's uh, about four o'clock and I'm heading home on my long commute. I just left the premise of my school. And I'll just kind of keep talking uh, the whole way home so you can just hear how incredibly short my commute is. Um, I said I usually go to the convenience store for my lunch, but since I skipped my convenience store lunch, I had to get a convenience store for dinner. Uh, like I said, it's just my son and I tonight at the house, and I'm not crazy about cooking, and my son's kind of at an age where I don't feel entirely comfortable taking him out to eat at a public restaurant. Um, maybe that reflects Japanese culture in some way that, you know, places here are very kid-friendly. You know, um, people love seeing kids out in public and they're very nice, but restaurants are kind of quiet unless you're at like an izakaya or a bar where they're very lively and noisy and, and fun. Um, some of them are smaller mom and pop shops around here. I don't know if my son's out of his seat touching like salt shakers and stuff. As part of it is I don't have the language ability to fully explain or apologize properly. So I don't know, I'm maybe overly conscious about that kind of stuff, but yeah, my son's at a difficult age, um, three, to kind of go out in public. So in a lot of ways, we've kind of had to take a uh, downgrade a bit in some of the places we eat. And one of the biggest complaints I have about my neighborhood is there's uh, no grocery store. There's a very, very small grocery store. It's honestly not much bigger than a convenience store. Um, yeah, so like even the groceries to cook aren't really that inspiring. So I'm home. That was my uh, commute. Uh, I think it's maybe pretty nice to get home, you know, at a four o'clock on a Friday and kind of start the weekend, which is, you know, on pretty average. Um, so fairly cold here in Japan right now. Um, yeah, so that's that. I'll probably uh, just stay at home and watch some TV, play some video games with my son. Yes, if you remember, I said he's three. We already got him playing video games. Uh, but yeah, winter in Japan for me isn't great. Uh, my main room, my main living room I hang out in is pretty like one big open space. And there's only one heat unit within that. So even if I have that on full blast after a couple hours, I'm still wearing like long pants, thick socks, and like maybe three or four layers of like under my shirt. Um, and I don't know, my wife says I'm crazy and it's not cold, but 
uh, for me, I still never quite get to that full comfort warmth level in my own house. That only starts around January now. I say half of January and all of February are kind of like that. Um, in December, it's not quite that bad. So it's like a month and a half every year where I just kind of can't get um, as warm as I would like. Personally, I don't have that problem in the summer. You know, if I run the air full blast, it'll be pretty cold. So I just think the, the insulation is really bad. Or maybe it's the way my apartment's facing. People in Japan really care a lot about uh, which way the apartment faces or the house faces. I forget the, desi- the desired location. I think it might be east, but it has something to do with mold and the sun coming into your apartment. I want to say they want an east-facing apartment. There's also the whole feng shui kind of thing that some, some people are into, not everyone. You know, technically, that's Chinese, but um, I have a couple of Japanese friends that have, have mentioned it. That they care a lot about that, and we sh- I should be more concerned about it, I've been told. Um, anyhow, yeah, so that's kind of a typical work day for me. Um, I kind of appreciate it. I think I'm fairly lucky to have the hours I do with the commuting as often as I kind of don't like living in a small town. You know, it's not like a big cosmopolitan area. I do have to kind of appreciate that I probably get an extra at least two hours a day um, of my kind of home and family life. So I'm at work right now. Uh, yeah, I'm logging into my computer and just basically doing emails and communication with parents, um, looking at the schedule, seeing what we're doing today. Today we're going on a field trip to do taiko drums, actually. It's a very uh, traditional thing to do here in Japan, and hopefully it'll be a fun experience. I've never done taiko drums before, so hopefully I learned something as well. Mm. I'm a little early. Uh, I'm supposed to start at 8.30, but I'm here at it's 8.13 right now. Uh, and it's pretty cold in my classroom. I turned on the heat. Uh, the winter is here, brisk, so like I was saying before, it's cold. It's cold outside, and it takes some getting used to, and it takes bundling up. Um, it's, not so, it's not that bad. I mean, I, when I lived in South Korea, it was much cooler my daily commute I had about a 10 minute walk in freezing cold weather but uh here yeah not so bad not not that bad and uh yeah gonna start my day uh class starts at oh what time it's a good question (laughs) yeah class starts at around uh 8 45 so um yeah just getting ready for that preparing for the day well you never know how a day is going to shake out and today was no exception um i thought i was going to be able to record a little bit more on one of my my breaks actually don't get a lunch break but i get to go home a little earlier um uh in the day it's something my uh my school provides us with but unfortunately I didn't I got neither of those things um it, it, today was a little bit rough we have a new student and the new students not fully adjusted to class uh yet so um that always pro- proves to be a challenge and then uh yeah we just had a lot of paperwork and and emails to write and things to take care of and it just I'm sure if we have any listeners that are teachers or educators they understand that 
you never know what's going to happen on a day, uh, any day. So uh, you might have a pretty easy day and all the kids are happy and uh, all the parents are happy and all the everything goes smoothly. But then you could also have a day like today where uh, things went a little less smooth. And uh, yeah, you might find yourself staying maybe an hour later than you were planning to. Once again, anybody out there that's ever taught, they probably understand. Uh, I try really hard not to bring too much work home. I try to do everything at school, but, you know, there's always days when you you have to take some work home with you. And, yeah, this week is going to be no exception. Tomorrow is Saturday, and I'll, I'll definitely have to sit down for an hour or two to do some some of the paperwork that I wasn't able to do today but uh, such is the life of a teacher so right now um, I'm going to be walking over to a record shop because uh, I plan on meeting my wife today and going to Cafe Orangery and if you've listened to our top five uh, places in Osaka. Uh, that was one of my top five places. And tonight they're doing my favorite event, which is like a little DJ DJ night. And they ha- they play some Shibuya K music and uh, 60s and 70s, like French pop, stuff like that. Uh, and so I look forward to this event and I, I got to go every so often and tonight my wife agreed to go with me. Uh, it's really something I'm a little more into than she is, but uh, she, she's a trooper and she, she always comes through if I, if I beg her enough. <laughs> uh, we're going to have dinner as well. So uh, it was another reason why I could stick around and work, work for a little while longer is because I knew I was going to have to wait for her anyway. We're meeting at 7.30, so I have some time to kill. And uh, on a night like tonight, where I have a little bit of time to kill, I, I work in a meadow, which is downtown Osaka, so I have an, the opportunity to go walk and go do things that I like to do. I apologize if the traffic is really loud here. I'm on a walking by a busy, uh, busy intersection. But uh, on a day like tonight, and I have free time, what do you think Matt does? Well, I go to the record shops. So I plan on walking over to the Disc Union tonight. There's a, a record that was recently released and. I'd like to see if they have it and uh, dig through the crates for a little while before I head over to the restaurant and Cafe Orangery. And yeah, that's my plan for the night. Uh, Another thing that I I became aware of today is that my bank will be closed. Monday is a holiday. Uh, I think I mentioned that before. And my bank... My bank is really weird. It's one of the bigger banks in Japan. It's called Mizuho Bank. And the way banking works is 
it's still pretty confusing to me. A lot of times you have to go all the way to the branch that you opened your account with. So if you move, you still have to go to the branch that you opened up your bank account with. So uh, oftentimes that's a pain in the butt. But another thing that happens um, with this bank is they keep shutting down the ATMs on the weekends. And I've had two incidents where I was out and about in town and the bank just wouldn't let me withdraw money because they were, I think they're switching over their ATM systems or their, you know, something, their IT, something to do with their IT and accounts, account information and account safety and all that stuff. But... It really has come at like some of the least appropriate times. I tried to uh, I tried to plan for this, but I don't always know when this is going to happen. So some some weekends I've been out in in Osaka, or I once I went. I, I think I was going to meet with David to record the podcast or something, and then I realized I couldn't get out any money from my bank and. It always puts me in a pinch, especially if I'm out and about and I don't have any cash on me. If you didn't know, Japan's a cash-based society, so if you're planning on coming out here and using your credit card all the time, you're, you're sadly mistaken. You're going to need cash. And there have been a couple of times where I've been stuck without cash, not because I didn't have any of my bank, my bank was not open so this weekend they're doing it as well however I did see a poster that notified me of the ATM closure so I'm pulling out money um, and I'll be ready to tackle the weekend and I'll still be able to go to Cafe Orangery have a nice dinner and my bank can't stop me Daily Life in Japan. Those are one of my favorite <laughs> YouTube videos that I used to watch before I lived out here. I used to love people just watching what their daily life was like, you know? Because you, know, you can go on vacation somewhere and it's going to feel pretty much great anywhere you go, but to kind of see how the locals live after a couple months in, you know, that's always a different story. Yeah. So we're trying to bring you that in the audio form a little bit. A lot of that, I think, has to do with commuting. Uh, mine was focused on the commute a lot, you know? Oh, mine too. And I think maybe we kind of like premeditated that a bit because Matt and I, that's probably our biggest difference. So I think by looking at both of us closely like that, you could kind of see the question, would you rather live close to your workplace in Japan, maybe in a more boring area, or would you rather live in a more exciting area but kind of have to commute and what that's like on a person's life, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind my commute so much. I mean, I mm. think in the episode... Um, the daily life stuff that I recorded 
you know, I, I mentioned that, you know, there's a lot you could do on the train. You know, you could listen to podcasts, you could read, you could study Japanese, you can do... Um, I play video games sometimes. Do you guys see every day? Like, no. But list? Absolutely no. not. <laughs> no. What percent of the time do you, do you talk about uh, that? No, yeah. I, I didn't. Okay. So that, that would be good for this yeah. uh, this section. But I typically get a, a seat. Well, I might have mentioned it, but I typically get a seat, I don't know, 25% of the time. So right. I'd say out of every four times I go, I get a seat once. Mm, for you me, know. that's make or break. Like, if I... So I always consider living around the Umeda area, which would be about a, a door-to-door, like an hour commute to my work. And before I would buy like a house or buy property in Umeda, I would have to do like wake up on my summer break and like do that leg of the trip. And if it was standing the whole way for an hour, because for me I have to consider like my son would he comes to my company, he goes to school where I teach. Uh, I don't know, man. Like that, I would find it harder to study to do anything productive for that hour if it's standing the whole time, especially depending on how crowded that stand is, you know? Because yeah. trains can literally get, even out in Kansai, you know, people think I that's only in Tokyo, but even out in Kansai during commute times, it gets so crowded when you're standing that you legit can't get your phone out of your pocket sometimes, you know? Yeah. Or if you, to do that, you have to, like, elbow someone in the ribs. Or you have um, to wait for a couple of trains just, you know, right. to go by. Key, and then, key yeah. stations, right? But you still feel even, like, when standing, you can get stuff done? Uh, yeah, because I mean, for one, I have my my um, iPhone, you mm-hmm. know, so I could do a lot on there. I could do social media like Japan, uh, for Japan 2.0, 2.0 stuff, yeah. you know, Your second and, job, <laughs> my second job, and then um, I could do s- s- stuff for my actual job. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my second job. Don't yeah, tell anyone right. though. Yeah. And uh, and then yeah, I mean. I play video games, like so. I'll mm. get an RPG, you know. I bought a RPG when I was back home, you know. I've been playing Switch, Persona Q, you know, um, and d- doing some dragon uh, or some dungeon crawling, you mm. know. Um, Switch is a little too big, yeah. so I do feel yeah, like Switch is kind of tough, you know, on the I've train. I've been starting to see more Switches out in the wild since uh, what's the fighting game? Uh, well, Smash, Smash Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, it came I've out. I've seen the last yeah. month. I've seen more Switches than I have since it came out. Yeah, I think this Christmas, you know, a lot of people picked them up, mm. you know, and especially since that game came out. But you're right. But but it is a little large, especially if you're trying to sit down, you know. And if I got a seat, I could do it. But standing up, it's a little it's a little unwieldy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you make the best of your commute. Sure, sure. The, the thing I would recommend to most people, though, if you are going to get a job and you do have a commute, is if you have a bunch of transfers, it's it's going to be really yeah. hard. The transfers are what kill you. It's not mm. the the just one shot to your work. It's the going to one train, then switching if you to were another. you to get a seat, then yeah, it resets, you know, yeah, like 20 yeah. minutes in or 15 minutes in when you got yeah. transfer. Yeah. That's a pain. And, um, and I do that once on my commute, and it's not the worst, mm. but um, but I would prefer not to have right, right, that. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's one reason. I, I totally consider that. When I, To be honest, like Umeda is not my dream area to live. I'd rather live in Horie or Orange Street area, and but I don't want to transfer. So, yeah, yeah you got to kind of like get as close as you can i think and transfer yeah i think it cuts a couple hours off your life every day in some way if you were able to walk to work right well probably two hours a day two hours for me yeah Uh, so that's something to kind of consider i think yeah i'm considering moving so my wife and i have been talking about Mm. finding an apartment that's a little bit closer a townhouse or something Mm. so um we're looking into that and hopefully we find something it's a little closer to work but um but yeah i mean 
I still love where I live, you know, and I still like my apartment. And uh, but I, it is getting to that part part of my life, my daily life, where you know I feel like it would be nice to have a bit of a change. Yeah. And I do want a record station, you know, with my, my right. turntable. Well, that's and the stuff. thing about like getting a townhouse or whatever. I mean, is you can be loud. You don't have neighbors. People say that like in the summer though, if, if your windows are open, that the houses are so close together that actually. You still can't be like that loud, you know. If you I, I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it can't be that. But it would be a lot. I'd be able to be a lot louder. Yeah. I think. And it's not to get too off topic here, but I always have that age-old question of like, well, how loud is too loud? Like, I kind of want to knock on my neighbor's <laughs> wall and be like, hey, if I play it this loud, can you hear it or not? Like, I'm always thinking like I'm not living my life to the fullest because I'm just trying to be like cautious of you know being quiet in my little Japanese apartment. I will say I rarely hear my neighbors, I and I imagine that they hear us all. I the know. Time. So I'm yeah. like, well, is it because I rarely hear them because the installation's like really good, <laughs> no. or is it because they're very polite the, and I'm the, the loud insulation is for, definitely foreigner. not really good. Yeah. And Japan is notorious for having some of the worst insulation. Uh, for like a first insulated, world, first world country know, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Apartments. The apartments have no sound insulation and no like mm. heat insulation whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know, like I think yeah, for me, yeah, it's grass is greener on the other side. I kinda envy a situation where I'd I would like the commute. If I didn't have my son, I would definitely I think by now have change where I live and live like a downtown situation and kind of commute to the outskirts you know um but I think yeah with the family it would it would be hard to do for sure and then he'd get to a certain age where he maybe wants to leave earlier than me or something right and he's going on the train by himself a lot which is a totally normal thing here but I don't know my my western background mentality that leap of faith it would take at first to let him do the train on his own and stuff at the age of like six or seven or something would be pretty nerve-wracking for me yeah yeah but um understand it's an understandable consideration you know yeah i i want to talk a little, little bit more about this which was like for me my monday and friday life my you know weeknights after working compared to like my weekend life are, are kind of drastically different yeah and when i was living in the states when i was living in texas that wasn't the case yeah sure i looked forward to weekends because i wasn't working and you know i saw friends on the weekend that, that was good and all but like i guess for me um if I go out, like I can get home at like four pretty easily. And if I want to go out to like downtown Kobe, Santa Mia, you know, I'm getting there at 4.30. But by the time like I'm ready to come back home, it is on like that work, the rush commute. And it's like jam packed. And I don't know, it just kind of feels ex- exhausting. And I just kind of want to stay in my little local area, you know? Um, and, and then in the local areas, you don't typically have as much, much to do. to do at yeah. all. And I mean, yeah, your first year, you'll probably be entertained going exploring and things like that. But I would say, like, after a year or two, if you're, like, you're a big walker and big explorer, I don't know, like, it kind of boils down, like, all right, there's two cool places to hang out here. I have, like, a temple that's nice to go to sometimes. And I have, like, this one restaurant that's, that's pretty good. Um, but... Yeah, it just feels like a real kind of a, like rinse and repeat kind of situation for me. And granted, I bet if you live in like the coolest neighborhood in the world, you get to a point, you know, we hit that feeling too. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I always wonder what it would be like to live in a better area. Well, I mean, on my commute, I have all the stops that I typically hang out at. And luckily I get the, and I mentioned this in the earlier in the episode too, that I have a, a pass so I could go up and down the Nidosuji line as mm. often as I like. 
Um, and that stops in Shinsaibashi, which is like Amerikamura and Orange Street, as you mentioned before, mm-hmm. Horie and um, Umeda. You know, I work in Umeda, so mm-hmm. I could go to the, the cool places in Umeda. So one thing that I find about having that long commute is that's nice is if I have like just the urge to like stop into town, you know, and get something, something we want to eat, like a baguette from a special restaurant or sourdough bread or like last night you stopped at a record bar. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like free free for you to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I stopped in Shinsaibashi and I went over to this, uh, this place, Alpha Records. It's one of my new favorite record shops. I mean, I've already loved their previous location. Their new place is even better. The guy in there is really nice. We'll have this conversation for the first time live on the show. Is the bar, like, cool or is it just a pretty basic bar? Uh, It's like a bar and a record shop, which is kind of rare. It's a basic bar, but, I mean, it's bigger than, like, a, you know, some some record shops have, like, a couple of beers and, like, Mm. a, uh, and you could buy, like, a beer and just have a beer. This place, it's a proper bar. And he does, I think, uh, some snacks and stuff, some some small foods. Mm. And, um... And yeah, I mean the vibe in there is totally, totally cool. awesome. So it's the good old to shop see that. Or everything's in the new shop. I think everything's moving to mm-hmm. the new shop. I don't think the old shop's going to be there anymore. But if you love like indie records or like you new know music, used yeah. used used records, you know Alpha Records, check it out. Yeah. Totally cool. Yeah, cool. But yeah, so but, you, I'm jealous. Yeah, one like, of that's the on your way home, you don't have to like get off to your track. You don't have to like go out of the way. That that's legit. Like you're passing by it you just jump off and jump on yeah and um one of the things that i was thinking about when we were doing this episode is that it's so important for me to do those kind of things because when you're doing work in a nine to five you know or a nine to six or you know whatever it is yeah. in my case it tends to go a little late but um when you're working all the time you got to remember why you're, why you're working hard, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's, it's experiencing the cultural stuff that I don't get, you know, from the United States that I only get here in Japan. And that's going to a record, a record bar or a record shop that mm-hmm. has a bar and listening to cool music that they're playing or, or going out, you know, and, and getting, some food, getting right? some good food and, you know, getting specialty items to do cooking at home mm-hmm. or just to stop off and, you know, during the week, like, I need some of that stuff to relax, you know, like it's nice to go out and do something every so often. That's not on only the weekend, but like you were saying, the weekend does tend to be like when all that stuff goes on. And, um, and I do find myself doing, going out during the week less and less just because, you know, there's a lot I have to do at home, you know, keeping things tidy and wintertime which we're in like now that. feels harder because it's like so dark you know about time six yeah that's comes true around. too that, that dark makes and a big cold, difference cold and you kind of just want to go home and burrow in a warm blanket or whatever yeah watch tv or play video games and stuff yeah but yeah i don't know i think working here is different than i imagined for me i would say like it's just generally more laid back i always kind of just saw the guys in suits and their briefcases on the train you know and just thought Man, that'd be very different from how my life is here in the States. But I guess I was sitting in traffic, you know, in the, in the U.S. too, or driving to work, and that wasn't the best e- either. I think you forget, like, 30 minutes, you know, 30-minute drive here, 30-minute drive there, you know. Yeah. It's easy to forget about that. My situation in particular, which I know is maybe rare, you know, is very laid back, very local. I don't often get to see, like, the cool stuff going on in the city. It's just kind of, like, sleepy, quiet, very slow-paced life. I walk 30 seconds to work, walk 30 seconds home. 
uh, often go another two minutes to the convenience store and go back home. So it's like, it's very local, just kind of staying in the same couple blocks, you know, like five days out of the week, not seeing much, not really knowing what's going on in Japan all that much. It's not really till I go out to the weekends. I almost always, I go to Osaka or Kyoto often, you know, maybe once, twice a month. That's where I kind of feel I'm really living life, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But. No, I mean, but it's the same thing as going to Santa Mia. Like, I, I, I went to visit you, yeah. you know, in your neighborhood the other day. And, um, you know, sometimes it's just good to get sure. get out of, like, your, your normal stuff. But, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to do. When you're working a lot, you know, it is hard to get out. And, um, and that, that is part of, you know, when – before I was going to work here, like, I imagined that – I would be working a lot and I would be working late hours and I'd be, you know, doing the, the salary man, the salary lifestyle, man yeah. lifestyle. And yeah, you're right. It, it, we found a way to live in Japan and not have to do that. Right. Mm. Cause some people do work those jobs. I've, yeah, I've, most, most people do. Yeah. yeah. I've talked to some people that, you know, work outside of like the education industry and it sounds like they're putting in crazy, crazy hours, mm. you know? And, um, so oh. we're in that way we're really fortunate not only that we have the weekends completely off where right. some people work on saturdays yeah. even back home i was working saturdays and sundays all the time you know mm-hmm. like i mean of course i was working much lesser jobs you know but yeah um but at the same time you know i'm appreciative of my weekends mm-hmm. you know it's that's something that's you know that's a, one of the benefits of being an instructor or a teacher living in a big city too it always feels like there's something going on on the weekends you know like there's like if you want to look up events and stuff there's like always you know concerts going on or like little festivals or farmers markets or things popping up so it always feels really exciting i think you know i i I mentioned in the first part of the episode that i never have enough time you know there's more events in osaka kyoto kobe than I'll ever have mm. a chance to go to. I miss stuff all the time that I would love. I'm the kind of person that really likes that feeling. Yeah. I, I, prefer I like it that. when TV shows, yeah. you know, end after two seasons and leave me wanting more rather than like overkill, you know, yeah. doing it for eight seasons and then not being as amazing as the first two. I think, yeah, Japan's like an analogy to that. Like it always leaves you wanting more. You know, you never feel like you have enough time. Or like back home, I always feel like I have too much time and there's nothing going on and I'm bored. So. Yeah, I never get... I, I never get bored, you know. Mm. <laughs> when I have free time, like there's something for me to do. Uh, you know, we have some longer vacations. That's yeah. another perk of our job. You know, we'll have like a couple of weeks off here, a month off there, you know. And uh, I have coworkers that like say, "Oh man, I'm bored. I'm ready to come back to work." I think they're crazy. Like I never you will feel never that hear way. me in my life say, oh, "I'm bored." <laughs> At the end of my vacations, you know, I, I am ready to get back into some structure, you know. Yeah. But but because that that does make me a slightly more productive person. Mm. By nature, I'm a procrastinator. I'm you know not the most. I've gotten a lot better over the years, and now I feel like I am a little more go get it you know kind of attitude mm. but um my nature still <laughs> procrastinate sleeping you know kind of you know i need i like having the work schedule so yeah. it keeps me on schedule it keeps me productive but also doing the podcast helps yeah <laughs> too I yeah japan's kind of a place that rubs off on you and keeps you kind of organized and you know it's a very organized society yeah yeah anyway 
yeah those are our daily lives you know if you have any questions you know you feel free to ask us you know contact us at japan 2.0 we're all over the internet um we're on twitter facebook and what else instagram instagram that's right all the big ones the important ones we're there a lot of people have been contacting us and we've been trying to write back to all of you so if you contact us um you know just give us a little bit of time and we'll get back to you and we'll tell you you know answer your questions any questions you might have we've taken a couple of topics that people have um asked us to do and we're we're making those episodes so if you have any suggestions for future episodes please give us your suggestions i think in our first episode ever i said that was my dream with the show was like that we wouldn't have to think of every episode topic you know that people would like reach out and ask questions and those could be the episode topics and that's kind of starting to happen so it's been a good feeling you know yeah i think um uh i thank everybody that's reached out and uh, what we could use, though, is some five-star reviews on iTunes or Google Play. Give us a review wherever mm. you listen to this podcast. It really helps. Um, we're trying to, you know, grow our listener base. So if um, you know any friends that would be interested in a podcast about Japanese subculture, or, you know, daily life in Japan, you know, send them our way. That's right. Please do. Uh, I thought it would be uh, fitting to do an episode with Da Pumps USA because we talk about being in, back in the United States. And right now, this is kind of like the Gangnam style of Japan. For, there was also a song, Pineapple Apple Pen. This is kind of <laughs> like the one that's take, taken over. And um, it's basically like it's a ridiculous pop song that has really blown up. And... Um, yeah, children, I, I, the children love it. We're playing this a little bit ironically because I don't think David or I are, are you know, huge I, fans. I, I kind of like the song. You know, I would never buy it or anything, but if it comes on. It's one of those songs that once it gets in your head, <laughs> it's hard to get it out. So you guys can thank me later. <laughs> Come on, baby. America. America.